So Shane, we're going to jump straight in with a banger of a question from Jackie. So like there's no beating around the bush here. We don't like kind of have this. No warm up. There is no warm up. <laughs> no warm up. Okay, here you go. And you know what? You can throw it back to me if you feel like I've given you like a hospital pass with this one. But what are the signs of burnout? <laughs> I feel like doing no warm up is like the the number one way that you can guarantee an injury. And so my concern right now is that we're jumping straight <laughs> into the deep stuff without any real warm up. I'm really conscious of of not trying to step into a psychological role. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a therapist and I think one of the things that's really important to talk about is that burnout is not just a bit of stress. Burnout is an actual physiological condition. It's a psychological condition that affects a lot of people in a really profound way. So I want to make sure that we draw the line and the distinction between someone who's just really, really stressed out and someone who's burned out. Because I don't know what your experience is like. Most people, when they're feeling stressed, they, their first default response is, I feel really burned out. Do you, do you mm. hear people saying that or using that phrase? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so we've got to be careful when, when we're trying to distinguish between those two, because people who I talk to that experience burnout are typically the people who can't even get out of bed in the morning. They're struggling to go to work every single day. They, they don't have the energy to do a lot of things um, that their life demands of them. And so that's not just feeling a bit stressed out. Um, that's a real physiological impact of that. And so I think maybe we can talk a little bit about burnout and experience of that. But I think maybe what would be helpful for us to explore is like, how do you pick up the signs early that you might be on a path towards mm. that kind of experience. Because I'm sure, Shell, you've experienced that. I've experienced that. We've all probably had those almost telltale signs that we're heading down a path that is going to affect us in a really bad way. And so I, one of the questions I always love asking people is, what is, what is your individual signs that you're doing too much, that you've taken on too much, that you're processing too much? Do you have some telltale signs for yourself that you know? Yes, short answer. <laughs> and I'm much more aware of them now <laughs> than I was earlier in my career. Um, bit of maturity maybe, or maybe just like having to learn the difficult and hard way about burnout. And I totally agree. Burnout is not simply feeling stressed or feeling exhausted. Mm. It is an acute condition, I, I think it's been really helpful that the World Health Organization has started to communicate what burnout is as yeah. a condition and that it is something that is affecting so many people's lives in a really profound way. I think for me, there's a couple of signs and I loved actually on a previous episode, Declan Edwards talked about the 12 signs of burnout. And that is a really helpful tool and framework that can show you kind of on a continuum where you sit. And the whole concept of that is that we're all somewhere on that continuum. It just depends how acute what we're experiencing is. And so it kind of starts with this compulsive need to prove yourself. And anyone who's listening to the careers pod has probably felt that at some point, the compulsive need to prove yourself at work. And so I think we can all relate to some aspects of that. I think when it starts to get for me personally, I'll, I'll speak from my own like kind of lived experience of having gone through burnout, having taken, I know I've said this a number of times on the podcast, taken three months off work where I couldn't get out of bed. I was really not well. I think when it gets acute is when that stage towards the end of that burnout continuum where you start withdrawing, where you revise your personal values, where you start to 
dismiss internal conflicts, where you really disregard your own physical and personal needs. So, so there's some of the signs that are common for people. For me personally, I tend to notice it in my body if I'm starting to feel really fatigued. I almost get symptoms, Shane, like I'm getting the flu. Mm. And so I'll get that real like lethargy in my body and that's an early warning sign. It's not a that I'm like kind of going too hard and I'm much more aware that that's a problem than I would have been years ago. Mm. So the other side of it is when things that you used to enjoy, you don't. So like social activities that you would normally be like able to kind of have fun and enjoy those moments you kind of feel a sense of detachment. They're some of the signs for me and some of the signs I've seen in other people. What's your take though? What would be some of your early warning signs? I'm glad you said that. I I find those are two big warning signs for me as well. One is that I start to retreat from what would be considered really meaningful relationships. So people that I would love spending time with any other time of the week, they text and I go, I just don't have the energy to see them. That's a huge warning sign for me uh, personally. Um, The other thing is, yeah, that that sense of not being able to almost get sick but not recover. So you you find yourself getting sick all the time, but just as you start to feel a little bit better, you get sick again. And it's just that recurring sickness that keeps showing up. I find that shows up a lot for me. And probably the biggest one, this is me personally, again, I can't speak to this as a, as a professional, but what I can say are some warning signs for me is, is this cognitive fatigue, which is my ability to make decisions really, like it really gets impacted. So things that I would consider to be really straightforward, easy decisions to make, I get that decision fatigue. And so someone will be like, what do you want to have for dinner? And it's almost like they've asked me, how do you solve world hunger? It's like one of the most impossible questions to answer in that moment. Cause I'm like, I just, I don't have the energy to think about what I want to do for dinner. And it's like, what do you want to wear today? It's like, I don't know. It's just like, everything feels like fatigued. And I think for people who are in high, fast paced, high stress kind of roles, you're making such high level decisions every single day. And if you find yourself getting to that point of decision fatigue, it's not just going to impact your ability to perform within your role. It'll impact every other area that your life touches. And so I think those are some potential red flags or warning signs that we might go, oh gosh, the the check engine lights on. (laughs) And it's like, I could keep driving and I could keep going, but if I'm not going to slow down, stop and actually take a service here, I might be heading down the path of some real trouble. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Might be heading for a breakdown, metaphorically. <laughs> I always love that thought of like, I had a breakdown this morning on the way to work and they're like, is your car okay? It's like, oh, what about what about my car? I'm like, oh no, I was just on the side of the road bawling <laughs> no. my eyes out. <laughs> I saw a tweet uh, yesterday that was like, where 
it's nearly Christmas and I have only three mental breakdowns left before the holidays. And I was kind of like, if you start to be like, I can make it. I've got three mental breakdowns left before the Christmas holidays. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like I'm just going to check each one off my list. But I do think you make a really good point in all seriousness about the, I, I like what you're saying about the decision fatigue. And, and for me, I kind of also think about that fatigue if you apply it to an area that you're quite good at. So one thing for me that I love to do is I love I love writing and I like that creative outlet that that gives me. But if I find I have nothing, like I sit down on, and when I usually kind of get into the zone and find that to be something that energizes me, it's a strength and there's just it's just like crickets, like there's nothing there. That is also another one of those kind of flags. So I think for you personally, if you're listening, I want you to try and figure out, apply this lens to the things that you're good at and go, okay, if I'm starting to see that my areas of natural strength, that it's not coming naturally to me and I'm finding it's like, what's going on? Why is this not working? That can often be one of those early indicators. And I think the great way that you've framed this chain is like saying, okay, we're not psychologists, we're not doctors. We've had our own kind of lived experience but it's also something to talk to a health professional about if you feel like you're experiencing some stuff like this. There is so much benefit to talking this through with people who can really help you to understand these things. Because when you're in that position of, of maybe you're approaching burnout, it can be hard to get that objective view on yourself. So having someone else's opinion and perspective is so healthy and so beneficial. So seek out that help if this sounds like something that resonates with you and where you're at at the moment. I love that you touched on the conversation about therapy because I think this is one thing that most people overlook when it comes to those early signs of burnout is we wait until we've had the car crash or that we're in the ambulance to get the professional support that we need. And most people don't realise that actually you can prevent the car crash. You can prevent the end state if you can pick up on those warning signs nice and early. There's a couple of things that just I want to touch on quickly because you just triggered me to think about this. I have a friend of mine who is in family law. So basically she's dealing with families going through divorces and you know a lot of kind of family breakdowns. When do you think is the most or the busiest time of the year for them? Christmas. It's not. It's January and February. It's just after Christmas. Because this time of the year is when people come together, they bring everybody into the house, they have Christmas together, and that's almost the last straw for people. (laughs) So that by the time January, February rolls around, they're like, I'm done. And when do you think, I spoke to a therapist, when do you think is the number one time of the year that people typically resign from their jobs? January. No, it's about now, um, about this time of the year. I got zero from two. <laughs> zero out of two. Yeah, again, they, but your answers make sense, right? But most of the times, I remember going to see a therapist and I said, I just want to, I feel like I want to quit my job. But he said, that's fine, just wait until January. And I was like, well, why is that? He said, because if you think about now, most people have been going really hard for nine, 10, 11 months of the year. Lots of people haven't taken leave. They haven't had a good holiday. They haven't had a chance to slow down and rest. Things are ramping up towards Christmas. They're looking to, and they just feel like I'm done. I'm over it. I'm out, but I'm just hanging on until I get to Christmas. But you find in January and February, everyone takes two weeks off, three weeks off. They kind of slide into the new year. Everyone rocks back into the office going, I feel really good. I've had some time off. I feel really great. Mm. And so the other thing is, is to kind of recognize not just where are you at 
physically and emotionally right now, but also what time of the year are we in? So for people who go, I feel really burned out, sometimes I would say you need to get out. And some, maybe your advice for some people is actually you probably need to get out of that environment or that role because it's not helpful to you. Other people, I might say to you, can you just give it until January? Could you just maybe push it until February and take the time off over Christmas to self-evaluate and reflect so that you can come back into the new year feeling fresh, build some new systems in place going forward because it is also a, t- a marker of this time of year for people. Mm, yeah, that's a really good call out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.